Hello, hello. <laughs> You're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Silence over here. <laughs> I'm actually saying hello to you. <laughs> oh, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yay, we're yeah. back again. I'm excited for today's conversation. Me too. Me too. All right. So today we're going to just see where this conversation goes, of course, but we're going to talk about, we're going to start with one of the things that tends to kill the quality of the relationship that you have with your partner. And, um, that one of those things tends to be the silent misunderstandings and the meaning that we make out of the moments and the interactions and the conversations and the looks, um, that are actually very typically very inaccurate. <laughs> descriptions of what, um, of how we rope our moments into these basically fabricated stories of what this specific moment means about you, about them, about the past, about the future, about all of the things. Yeah. It's totally crazy. Like what's happening in your mind is playing out in your reality, but you're like shaping it the whole time. And most people don't understand or they're not aware of how much their inner dialogue and what the story is that they're telling themselves, how it actively like builds evidence for those, those stories, which most of the time they're not even remotely close to the truth of what's happening. It's like what you've decided is happening, which then reflects that decision, which then becomes the truth, but it's not like the actual truth of the situation. It's the fabricated idea of truth of the way that the story is presented, presenting itself in real time to you based on what the inner dialogue is. And we do this everywhere all the time. Right. And even, even in the moments when we're presented with the facts of what has actually happened in that interaction, we typically reject the actual facts and do not believe them and just re-solidify the narrative and the story and the compounded emotions and feelings and um, meaning that we have decided already that that experience holds in, in the um, in the context that makes more sense to our sort of brain patterns that program and look for evidence and and the way we experience our lives. And even when we are presented with the truth of what happened in the moment, we still put more weight and more validity in the narrative that's, that's playing out, um, in the dynamics, especially between, well, I mean, in any relationship, but you know, the relationship between men and women, you know, your significant other partnership, so much of the confusion in the relationship is either not having like an explicit conversation, like, uh, like actually communicating, it's like leaving room for this vagueness for interpreting or in interpreting what it is that you think that what they said means filling in the gaps, waiting and, you know, like just seeing sort of how they're going to react and respond. Are you in a place where you're like kind of setting up the secret test inside yourself where you're like, you know, you're playing a game with your partner that they don't even know that you're, that they're playing at this point. And you're secretly adding up every move that they make or don't make and making it mean something that you are either trying to prove yourself right around, or that you are trying to like reinforce in the, in the narrative, avoid disappointment or maintain a specific outcome. And so you're playing this chess match with your partner who doesn't know that they're playing that game, but they have already lost before <laughs> the game has even started. Right. Yeah. The rules have already been written and the outcome has already been decided. 
So it's like there's no choice but for that person to show up, up and play out the whole drama that you know to be so true. There's no way that really, I mean, even if the rules are trying to be changed or they're showing up in a different way, because they're so certain in your brain, you can't even experience anything apart from what it is that you've created and decided and the ultimately like what is so true to you is the way that it's going to play out that it has no choice but to play out in that way and even if your partner is having a different experience or they are you know presenting you with different different information or a different way it can be it's it just never they can't you can't get there from there and you um it's like you can't even let them in to start trying to participate and change the rules of how it's going to play out and give you a different experience than what you you really really want like you you want that experience because you have it set so deeply inside of your mind that that's what's going to happen even if not ultimately something that you want to experience it's like you also want to be right so much so you would rather like experience the thing you don't want to experience just so you can prove yourself right that it's not going to go well or however it is or this person always is a disappointment or or whatever it is um more than you want a different experience it's it's so set in stone and part of the, the work when you work with us and clients and and what we have done in our life is being able to soften at least like a little bit in the beginning being able to soften to the idea that there may be something else happening something else might be going on i might be wrong about this like to be able to just give yourself a little leeway of the story to be able to just have some different experiences in there and ultimately experience something beyond this totally set story of like ultimately a disappointment I mean it's the, th the weirdest thing is because we're setting these stories of disappointment up in our our um, experiences and it's actually the thing that we're trying to avoid from happening but they're so locked in so to be able to just get yourself out of that for sureness it can give you some leeway to start creating something different and letting yourself actively participate and the person you're participating with can act, actually actively participate in creating an ex, a new experience than just playing out the drama role of the one that you've been playing for, you know, who knows how many times, a million. Probably. Right. Yeah. And the other day I was walking with a friend and she was like, oh, I saw your, the post that you wrote about sex. Like you, you were talking, you know, in the, in the post, I was talking about that narrative that goes on in your head and how you're like, I already don't want to have sex. So I'm already going to let him know that I'm tired and I'm already going to go to bed before him. And hopefully I can just lay there and he will think I'm asleep. And then I don't have to like do this thing that I don't really want to do. And then he touches you anyway. And you're like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, I already told you I was tired. Like, you know, this in your mind, you're playing out this dialogue. And then you're weirdly also playing out this meaning of like, well, you know, I probably should do it. It has been a long time. If I, this might, if I do it now, then it'll buy me some time in the future. I won't have to have this, you know, feeling inside me, like all of the things, all of the places that you go with what you know, a hand on your leg can mean, right? Like you're laying in bed and you're just doing your thing and your husband or your partner slides his hand over on you. And suddenly that's loaded with a thousand things that it means. And if I let him off the hook, okay. So if I, if I have sex right now, you know, he didn't, he disappointed me these 17 ways earlier in the day and earlier in the month and earlier in the year. And so if I do this now, that will mean that I'm still not mad at him or that I'm, that will mean that I've let him off the hook. Or if I say no, that will mean that I'm not 
a good wife or that I'm, you know, all of the way. So literally in a split second with just a hand brushing across your thigh, you know, as you're laying down, getting ready to go to bed is suddenly bombarded with like a thousand things from the past and the potential future. And what would that would mean about you? And what would that mean about them is roped into that moment. And it becomes so freaking loaded that most women are just paralyzed or pissed off and want to just like avoid the whole experience. So they don't have to ever deal with every, all of the thoughts and the meaning that is flooding in, in that moment. Um, and so a lot of the work that we do with our clients is stripping all of these moments to just their bare facts and unloading so much of the story and the narrative and the meaning and the association and the connection of how that moment potentially impacts every single moment for the rest of time, because you can have just like a interaction of a hand on a thigh and it can literally just be someone's hand on my thigh. It doesn't have to be to the depths of what we make it mean. And the source of our suffering is not the hand on the thigh. The source of the suffering is all of the ways it's been roped into the quality of your life experience from the past and from it and the potential disasters in the future that that holds in that moment. And when we can start to strip some of those things bare and take a moment as a moment, as a moment, independent from the other moments and realize that when Jenny was saying, like, we have to soften and think there might be another way we have to soften and think. I maybe have made this mean something that actually isn't accurate and it isn't the moment that's the problem. It's all of the things that I've made it mean. That is why I feel so tortured within my system in this moment. Right. And it, and it's not like that. If you don't understand what's going on, you can really get lost in the feelings and the meanings of things. Like it's very understandable why you would feel the way that you feel or think the things you think like you've spent most of your time of your awake day, even sometimes when you're asleep, when you're asleep, thinking of all of the ways and keeping score of all of the ways that somebody hasn't measured up and, or you haven't measured up or the experience hasn't measured up. And you're keeping this ongoing tally of like fairness. And he said, she said, situation nonstop. And so it makes complete sense that yes, there's a million reasons why you shouldn't, you know, give in in this moment. But the truth is, is that you actually want to experience something different. And the turmoil that you feel inside of yourself is the like distance between what is happening and what you actually want to experience. And so for the sake of your own well-being and the sake of your own experience, it's time to like make a different choice. Like holding something against somebody and making an ongoing tally, like actually hasn't done anything that has been enjoyable for you in your life. And so you've tried that long enough. It's like time to approach it in a different way. But most women, I mean, every woman that we work with is, has been doing this forever and they've all figured out how not to do it. Like it's something that can be done. You just have to like have the right tools. And, um, and when I say that, I mean, you discover a place inside of yourself that truly leads you moment to moment and helps you decide like what is right for you in the moment of what you actually want to experience. Like apart from the reality of what's happening in the moment of like the tally system. And he said, she said, experience. There's something beyond what's going on right now that you get to tap into that leads you so much. And, you know, you, you, like you said, Randy, there isn't like, it's a hand on the leg sometimes on, on the leg. Sometimes like that's not necessarily the source of the problem, the hand touching the leg. It's the feeling and the activation inside of your body. And some of these things are just no thing. Like there's things that are happening throughout the day that you just don't spend time about thinking about them or they don't give you some sort of feeling in your body. 
you definitely have moments in the day where that's happening. But you can also tell that there's certain things, there's conversations, there's looks, there's times of the day, um, there's different groups of people, there's, you know, money, there's decisions that you're making with your children apart from your husband or your partner or with them that have activations in your body. Like the, the roadmap and the clues to the systems of things that need to be unraveled and worked out are through these feelings. And, and you know that they are there and where they are as you, you know, go throughout your day. You just don't know what to do with this, but like there's a whole nother creation that is available with these feelings that actually project creation in like the most mind-blowing way and so these feelings are not bad feelings we just they're just too attached to meanings that actually aren't true in this moment and to break those cycles of those meanings and be able to detach from what you think it is it's actually something completely different the energetics behind the messiness that what's coming off is like messiness in your body is something completely different than that. It's actually like the energy and the, um, the, the creation spot that you just haven't learned how to tap into properly and guide those energetics into a place of pure enjoyment and living in unimaginable experience, something outside of what it is now, but you have all the potential there just waiting to for you. It just takes a matter of shifting the rules and the meanings and the experience before you even understand exactly what you're doing. Like you, this is work that you just get to do immediately. You don't have to figure anything out before you do it. Like you get to create immediately and we just like recently had a client message us and tell her about her ex tell us about her experience with this in the relationship I mean you can talk about that if you want to but like the stuff that we think it means and we're so locked into creating this experience around us like when you can shift from that the experience overflows and rearranges and changes like instantaneously like this is time bending work this goes beyond logic this this is something completely different than like um what's the word where you build up the growth um mental yes this is this is not that this is you make a choice and everything shifts around it right Right. And, and so many of the women that we work with that have like dramatic changes in their relationships are not having conversations with their partner about their relationship. Okay. So under like the traditional way of managing your relationship, right. The hand goes on the leg and you're flooded with all the feelings and all of the meanings and all of the past and all of the future. And so the option then is either to pick a fight or to have to, to, you know, lay down the law and remind your partner of the rules and the fragility of your own system and the way that you need to be treated every single second so that you don't have to like be triggered or blow a gasket or have a moment where you're taken off guard. So under, you know, the, the human code programming of how relationships work, that's when you're like, I've already told you, you know, that I'm so tired and I don't understand why you don't respect my feelings. And I ask, you to do these things for you today or for me today. And then you didn't. And, you know, I'm taking on all the responsibility and you don't help me enough with the kids. And if you could just pull your weight, you don't know what I go through all day. And you are just another disappointment to me. And if you could just follow the rules, I would feel better. And then I wouldn't have to be having sex with you right now. And I could be sleeping because I actually don't even like you. <laughs> because you're a constant disappointment to me. But if I remind you of the rules, maybe just maybe if you could follow them a hundred percent of the time for probably 10 to 20 years, maybe I'll let you off the hook, but I'm not really sure if I'm going to, because you still could go rogue at any moment. And I have a lot of evidence for the times that you didn't follow the rules. So probably not going to make a difference anyway.
And then you're like, so confused as to why your partner is like, I'm out. Like, even if they're there in the room with you, they are emotionally and energetically disappeared. Why do you feel so alone in the same room as somebody else? Because you've created a situation where you're living out like a reality that is attached to a story in your head that doesn't even exist. And there is no winning that game for your partner. And when your partner cannot win with you, they disappear. And then you think, I'm just going to test him and see if he's going to show up for me in your own head with an energy of already being in total fight mode, already waiting for the other shoe to drop, already, you know, anticipating the disappointment. And so there's no room for them to show up in your experience any other way than that. And they either have to fight you back when they feel that energy from you. And because innately a man's desire is to provide and protect, and they don't want to fight you, then they disappear. They, they go into flight and they disappear because when faced with that presence of energy, which is not necessarily tension, but friction in your system that you have, you know, built up and aggravated and irritated through all of this meaning and this story and this experience and this evidence and the self-preservation, like you, you come into the room with that energy and whether they can consciously know it or not, they are like, run hard, get me the hell out of here. I'm just going to like turn on the game and disappear and pretend like she doesn't exist. Or I've gone and I've tried to, to, I've tried to make my way around this. It, there's nowhere to go with it. You know, like I've, we, I've discussed the facts. She said it was fine. Right. Found out two months later, it was never fine. I don't trust her. I don't know what this is. I'm just out. Yeah. And that just is a losing game for both of you. And simultaneously, you're like, hey, maybe we should have a date night. How can you know we're just have a date night? Come on. You should just surprise me with a trip or like, you know, and it's like they're somewhere, even if they're not logically thinking, like there's no winning in this. There's enough evidence in their body to protect them from making the wrong choice. Like they're like, yeah, I would love to do that. But last time I like, picked up something for you, you know, I, you said to get jelly and I got raspberry jelly and you wanted strawberry jelly. And then I heard about it for like a week. I mean, that actually happened in my life. Like, Oh my God, this after- just happened at my house with raspberries. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After I had Eli, I had, so this is what, 14 years, Eli's 14, 14. Yeah. And, um, oh, this is one thing you guys will know about us as you listen here. Like, I have no idea what age my kids are at any time ever. Or ourselves. Or (laughs) Or ourselves. There's just like no actual, like I could never figure it out. I actually just said that Luna was an age older than she is for multiple weeks to multiple people. And just like two days ago, she's like, mom, I'm actually not seven. I'm six. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. So anyways, yes, when Eli was first born, I um, had just had a newborn baby. And we talked a lot about this with a client recently, like, there's something that goes on with women too, like when they become pregnant, and you go through the birthing experience, everything that you could kind of handle before and, you know, um, find different outlets and different ways to like, not have to dig deep into the emotions of things that have happened all gets heightened during the pregnancy time. So of course I've done this a million times and also post-pregnancy too. Like once you be kind of become a mother that your system, something shifts in your systems where it becomes uh, your central nervous system is like on hyper alert. Your everything that you could kind of calm down before it's just activated. And so it becomes a lot bigger balancing game than it ever had pre childbirth for sure. So I had just had Eli and I had sent a list to the store and we had always gotten strawberry jelly. 
the whole time we'd ever been married, strawberry jelly. I mean, it was like seven years by this point. I had never bought raspberry jelly in my life. And he comes home with raspberry jelly. And I am like, so hurt. Like, first of all, I was mad, but I was like, so hurt. I could not hear the story that I was telling myself and told him, like, I cannot believe, like, do you even know who I am? I cannot believe that you bought raspberry jelly. I, mean, I know for sure that I have told you multiple times that I don't like raspberries or raspberry jelly. Like, we're, you're, I'm fine if you want to get raspberry jelly, but get the thing I like too. I'm the one who just had a baby. Like, seriously, you're so <laughs> fucking selfish that not only do I have to have a baby, feed the baby, do all of the things with the baby that I don't even get the jelly that I want anymore. Like now I actually have to go to the store myself too. Like you're that unreliable and that selfish that you would say you're doing something for me and then like go behind my back basically and get the things that only you want on purpose just to show me what, like what? What are you trying to show me here? That you fucking hate me? Like I hate you already. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, this fight when I, I don't know if those were basically the words I said, I, I was so mad. I mean, this is now, uh, 14 years later and I can remember it just like yesterday. Like I haven't thought about it in forever, but that idea of how ridiculous, I mean, seriously, I felt so personally victimized and attacked over this jelly and I could remember, it, it is just, it was, it was insanity. I, I could not believe that he would do that to me. Like, do right. that to me. How could you do that to me? You're so mean to me. You don't care about me at all. You don't know me at all. Really? You would do that. What else are you capable of if you would go and get raspberry jelly? Right. And... And if I can't even trust you with the jelly, how am I going to be able to oh, trust God. you with our child? How am I going to be able to trust, I can't you, trust with you with anything, anything else in the world? Nope. Like, I mean, you know, we're joking about this, but this is like the legitimate stuff that like makes or breaks your spirit. And I love that you use like the word, like I was so hurt because this is, this is what women do to themselves is they take these innocent moments and decide that they mean all of these significant things about you and your partner and the quality of your life and the quality of your relationship. And then you hurt your heart and yourself by the story that you have made out of the meaning of what happened in that moment. And they are literally like, Oh my God. It never even occurred to me. I didn't even know this was raspberry jelly. I saw a red, I saw right. a red container, like the, the attention to detail that a woman is wired with for specific things like specific brands and tastes and colors and textures and why you buy a certain brand and what, what it means. Like the, the attention to detail just isn't there. And yeah. So often because we weirdly believe that like our energetic makeup and our biological makeup of men and women is very, is the same. It, it, we apply things that make sense to us, to them. And it's a completely different world. Like a man is not a version of a woman. A woman is not a version of a man. They're independently like made in their characteristics and their qualities and their energy system and their biology. And so we apply all of our understanding and our rules to them. And they always suck at being women, but you know what? They're fucking men. So we really actually are trying to make them be something or, you know, if I, if I was him, this is what I would have been doing so that he would know that I care, that I love him, that he's important, that he's special. This is the date I would have planned. This is the jelly I would have bought. This is how many raspberries I would have bought. This is what I would have done. This is what I would say. This is what I would wear. This is what I would do. This is how I would know that, they, that, that I mattered. This is how I would know that it was important. But they literally do not think the way that you think, and they don't 
operate the way that you do. And so you're, you, you're trying to compare them to something that, that that'd be like, I don't know, trying to compare an apple to a giraffe. Like those two things are completely (laughs) different things. Right. I'm, as you're saying that, I'm like remembering, and now all of a sudden, all these memories are like flooding back <laughs> of like the stories and like that hurt of feeling simultaneously being like, why don't you surprise me with something ever? Like, let's be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> why don't That's you ever just like, something? And so, I w- during around that time, too, I have this memory. Okay, so we've been married, it'll be 20 years in October. And we, I've, for the last few years, I've thought, this is weird. Like, we're not really a couple that ever gives each other gifts. Like, that's so weird. You know, most people give each other gifts. But I'm like thinking about all these like early relationship things, the first like five to seven years. And all the times, like, I wanted these specific boots from urban outfitters and I obsessed over these boots they were like 400 and some dollars I wanted them so badly I printed out a picture I showed Chad them I talked about them I was like oh my god uh, maybe I didn't print out a picture I think I showed, showed no I think I did print out a picture I was obsessed with them and my birthday was coming up and so I already had the story in my mind that Chad was getting me the boots getting me the boots getting me the boots I'm so excited I'm getting these boots and it was my birthday moment and he got me a present and it was this big cardboard or this big box and I was like oh my gosh this is definitely a box that boots come in and I take it up and it's kind of light and I'm thinking like oh weird these are lighter boots than I thought and I opened it up and it was a blanket for our bed and I was like I mean it felt like the rug got ripped from underneath me the room was like spinning I was like oh my god this guy does not care you got me I and I I think my first reaction was like a blanket a blanket like I'm making myself sound so mean, but I truly was. I think I think I was because I'm like a blanket, really a blanket. You, you you got me a blanket, like you you didn't get me the boots. He's like boots, what boots? I'm like the boots that I've been talking about for like a week or a month, two months. No, I, well. I thought you were really excited about the bedding that we were getting. You've also talked about this bedding. So I thought you wanted this blanket. I'm like, oh my gosh. Then again, all the meanings come flooding in. He doesn't ever listen to me. I literally told him, I know at least 500 times. He never listens to me. He doesn't care what it is that I want. He can't do anything right. Why did I just do it myself? Of course, I could have just bought them for myself. Of course, now I got to go do this thing too. And I'm like telling myself all of these stories. But the reason why I'm remembering it, and I think it's so funny, is because simultaneously, I'll say it again, I'm like, why don't you ever surprise me with anything? Why don't you just like, (laughs) why don't you plan something? And it's like, it's like, a surprise to me that would be so fun and I'm sure in his system he's like oh my god that's the most terrifying thing I could possibly imagine what the experiences I've had over jelly and getting the wrong birthday present I mean I don't think he's gotten recently now in the last couple years he's he's gotten me gifts but we went through a period of time where probably like 12 15 years worth with no gifts which is totally understandable to me at this point in my life but during the time I was like that's so weird that he doesn't get me stuff and having actually no concept of my own actions or the what I was saying or like feeling totally valid to be able to like be upset in those moments even if I didn't vocalize them all to him like I did in those two moments I was doing that about everything all day long in my head like oh my god seriously okay I'll get up and do it here I'll do it again you know like having this inner dialogue of anywhere from dishes to paying bills to folding clothes to I mean every little thing you can possibly think of feeding a baby even like if even if I was nursing I'd be like 
in my own mind as I'm like one of my child is crying I'm like thinking oh I guess I'll do it like <laughs> in my own mind like he literally doesn't even have breasts to like feed them and I'm like mad that I have to do it myself and that of course I have to do this too and it just was like never ending alongside with like why can't we just be more spontaneous and you just romance me why why don't you just surprise me with anything the guy was like terrified for his life terrified just tell me what it is I need to do and I will you know like he did not even actually want to participate in this but the boundaries and the rules were so aggressive and so confusing that they were like you you just freeze under those circumstances or you go completely rogue and rebel against the whole system in some sort of power struggle situation that just continuously reinforces this unreliable disappointment in each other's minds because I'm sure if we were to like ask him about those situations what he thought about me during that time of being like totally crazy and scary and confusing and he probably felt like he could never measure up to any sort of thing that I was holding out for him obviously that it just can't you can't get to the thing you actually want to experience together in those dynamics somebody has to be willing to like step outside of the dynamic that's already been present and decide to create something different and when when we when I started doing that it was um you know it was, it was hard for me in the moment because those systems were so present but when you can do it you find strength inside of yourself that continuously grows and fuels the ability and the um desire to create this experience together that that is something so far beyond what you could see in the moment it just takes we say this over and over like it takes a few seconds of like immense courage to do this work but it is ultimately what it is that you're truly looking for and desire to experience you're like you get to this point where you're like so sick of another person and then you're like so sick of yourself that you actually are doing this as well like you're you're creating and participating in these situations that are just like so annoying and after a while it's like even I'm so annoying in this I'm willing to step outside of this and show up as a different person for the sake of myself I can't even handle myself in this conversation anymore like I'm over it right give me something else to talk about or think about throughout my day Right. Yeah. And I mean, we both got to that point where it was like, I actually don't even care what happens in the outcomes. I just can't stand like the way that I'm showing up for myself, like anymore. Like when I go to bed at night, I want to be able to be satisfied and put my head on the pillow and not be just totally turned off and disgusted by the way I showed up who needed to have everybody behave and in a very specific way, no matter what, or I can't be happy or I can't be satisfied or I can't feel safe or I can't feel secure because not everyone is like, um, yielding to my back and call and my rules and my boundaries every single second. And then when they don't, like I'm so fragile in my own system that I like can't function any longer. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so funny because <clears throat> almost every single woman that we work with, we start speaking to them and teaching them how to show up for themselves first. We create a very self-centered energy, individuated energy system. Cause when you come, when, when people come to us and the way that people understand relationships and the way they've been trained their whole lives to tune out and to provide what is needed for another person in order to change the tone or the feeling or whatever, like you are the source of someone else, right? You have the power to hurt their feelings. You have the power to make them happy. You need, you change, you adapt your behavior. So someone else can feel a certain way, right? From the time we're very little, that's what we're, we're trained into 
in how to relate to other people. And so most women come to us and they don't know where they end and where someone else begins. And they feel like they're the source of everything and everyone in their life. So they're running around trying to become the thing that will make everyone in their life happy. Meanwhile, trying to make everyone in their life become the thing that would make them happy. So it's this, it's this inside out or outside in system of trying to use the external conditions and the people in your life to change how you feel inside. And we flip that experience on its head. And we began to work with our women to untangle, to individuate their energy system and actually detach and separate energetically from that entanglement of not knowing where they end and where someone else begins. And, and we teach our women to be very self-centered and to show up for themselves first no matter what anyone else is doing and learn to understand that when you show up on your own behalf for the quality of your own experience, that that overflows into the people and the um, relationships and into the quality of your overall experience. And every single woman goes through this phase where they're so concerned. They're like, I don't know one, if I can do this. And two, my biggest fear is what if I'm just like a self-centered asshole? Like that the literally is like word for word. Like, I don't want to be a self-centered asshole. And because the way that, that they have experienced people who are selfish or a self-centered asshole is still through the conditioning of like power over dynamics where somebody is like bullying or pummeling or pushing or forcing someone else to behave a certain way to, to, to fulfill their agenda. And we work in clean energy, which is a completely, it's an energetic internal shift, which in, in its, um, clean, like unconditional state positively impacts everything around it. And it takes a while for that, like for you to uncouple sort of the conditioned version to a clean version. But with our client yesterday, she's been working with us for a while. So she's one freaking phenomenal at being able to have one foot in and one foot out of her own experience. And even if she's like, not sure what's motivating her to participate in a certain way, she's like, I'm doing these things. And I know that I don't want to be, or so through the, through the dialogue in her relationship, she was playing sort of this unconscious game of like gauging and measuring her partner's words and actions and responses to see how they were going to measure up to some sort of potential in the future, right? Like the way he behaves now is going to tell me how things are going to work, if they're going to work in the future or if they're not going to work. But she also was withholding conversation, like asking for certain things. She was just kind of waiting to see because she was doing that thing where she was applying, like, if it were me in the situation, this is what I would be doing. And he's not doing that. So it must mean he doesn't care about me. So we, we really stripped through a lot of the like stakes that, that, that those moments were holding. And she was able to see like, oh, I'm really bringing a lot of meaning into this and I'm making it add up to a lot of things that it doesn't actually add up to. And she was willing to drop it and to solidify the truth within herself in that moment, just through the freaking conversation, through the energetics, through just cleaning out sort of that friction that was programming and filtering the interactions between her and her partner. Five hours later, she comes home from work. The thing she's been waiting for him to talk to her about and seeing engaging like for weeks now of this imaginary chess game, her energy's changed. Her energy's clear, walks in the door, brings it right up to her, has it all, has a plan for it, knows what he wants to do, has the ability to provide what it is that she wants to experience with him. It's go time and right there. No conversations. No, you hurt my feelings. No, when you said this, it meant that no, you know, you need to protect me in this way, shape or form. It literally was the change, the stripping down to the truth. And he shows up completely different in that next moment. They're together. Yeah. And then the cherry on top was additionally, he cleaned up the kitchen, which she had said he hadn't done ever or in months or ever. And without any sort of conversation about it and the conversation that she was having with inside of herself didn't even involve that. 
but whatever that it was that was connected that he didn't feel like he could get in in that moment, something opened up inside of her in her ability to accept provisions. And she was able to have this experience and he was able to provide something that he truly desired to provide through the conversation and through his actions that he just didn't, he couldn't do it because the story inside of her mind was so locked in on how things go in their relationship that when she was able to unravel that, he was able to show up and provide these experiences for her that were totally mind blowing. Like she was totally mind blown by the fact that he brought up the conversation that she thought she was going to have to do eventually. And that he was totally mind blowing that he just took initiative and cleaned up the kitchen. Like you think that you know the things that are gonna blow your mind or give you the satisfaction, but they are these, they are big things at times, but they are these little things that seem like insignificant that truly, truly give you the most joy and excitement. Something, somebody showing up or the experiencing, the experience playing out in a different way than you thought it did. Just the experience playing out in a different way is the excitement of what it is. It doesn't really matter the outcome. It wasn't like he cleaned up the kitchen so now I feel joy. It was like, oh my gosh, something happened that was out of the ordinary. Like anything can happen. Like we can change this dynamic any way that we truly desire to show up for each other when there's clean energetics happening and you can't like we always say like you can't make this shit up like you can't have a conversation for an hour in a in a private coaching experience and then leave it five hours later have no dialogue and everything that you unraveled boom 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 works itself out within a minute matter of hours with no conversation like we always say like you cannot make this shit up like there is some, there is it is the truth like when you unravel the energetics and learn how to become clean in your experience your experience changes it, it's energetic law it happens every time and what you don't realize is that you're creating this experience you're having and some people get down on themselves because of that. But like, that's how powerful you are. You're creating this experience. Even if it's one that you like, don't ultimately want to experience, you do want to experience it in the moment for, in some way, shape or form. You're creating it and it's happening. If you have the ability to create it now, you have the ability, in this way, you have the ability to create it in the next moment in a completely different way. Like it's always been you and you get to choose how it is and how it goes for you every single time. And when it's not adding up to be what you ultimately want, then you know there's some work to do in unraveling how it's playing out and what you think is possible for yourself in those moments. Yeah. The biggest changes in my marriage have been the changes that have been the overflow from the changes between me and me. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it has the, the true lasting intimacy and change starts with the intimacy with yourself first overflows into the intimacy with your partner. But the true changes have never come through sitting down and having a heart to heart on our feelings, you know, like ever, ever. And when you begin to work in the energetics and implement the way in which we teach you to experience yourself, you begin to have your own back in a way, and you begin to have just an energetic capacity for your own safety and security outside of your, um, external conditions. And when that happens and you don't always need to be saved or rescued by somebody else, your partner can show up for you in a way that they cannot show up for you when that, when the energy is distorted, like it's such a different experience. And I mean, it's, it's often just crazy and tricky to put into words, but the, um, a woman's need, need to be right. And to, avoid disappointment by being right, which is basically setting herself up to 
confirm her own disappointment already, you know, is one of the biggest relationship killers and, and quality of relationship killers. And every time we have worked with women around the expectation of who they believe their partner to be and to relinquish all of these stories of how they've been disappointed. I mean, there's this dynamic that we do where we think we're protecting ourselves, but it's actually like, we think we're protecting ourselves from more hurt by like constantly anticipating when the other shoe will drop. But because that programming and energy is so strong, we're just really creating a million ways in which the other shoe drops. And when we can recognize the way that that's playing out in our lives and we can begin to strip away that meaning again and strip down to the bare bones of what's actually happening in the quality of our experience of ourselves, um, the most mind bending instantaneous changes. I mean, I had a, a, a experience with this recently. There was a spot in, in my marriage where I was still waiting to be disappointed, you know, for 20 years we've been together now. Well, 19 years we've been together eight somewhere. I don't know. Almost, we've been together a long time. And, um, you know, we came together in major discord. I mean, our, our wounding matched up. We were definitely what we were, but I sort of had this, I didn't sort of, I genuinely had this need to protect myself. So push away the things that I want, but constantly remind him of the things that were wrong, you know, and as we worked our way out of this pattern in our life, and as we've been really intimate recently, that waiting for the other shoe to drop when it wasn't in this dynamic between him and I in our like emotional well-being and the quality of our like intimate relationship it popped up in our finances and our finances got weird mostly in my mind more than actually in the reality of the situation but the way i was experiencing our finances got weird for a couple on and off for a couple months. And I couldn't quite put my finger on what was happening in the moment of like where I was having the stakes and what was like, what had changed because ultimately, again, the physical reality wasn't matching up to the way I was experiencing it and feeling it in my body and in the thoughts and the dialogue and what felt like drama in my mind in these moments of experiencing it. And one day, one morning, it dawned on me that I was unconsciously like playing out this pattern with him of like waiting for him to disappoint me and trying to prove myself right that I need to, you know, that, that I'm the one who has to come in and fix things and that he can't be trusted. And as soon as I hit the truth that that's where I was at in the experience with him and that that was the, what, what I was perpetuating in those moments. And I was able to get to the truth of like, actually, this is a no for me. And I'm no longer willing to be the woman in any area of my life that is anticipating like my husband disappointing me. Like that is not who I am going to be in this moment. And that became an absolute no for me and me literally within like minutes I get the text message from Nick, no conversation, no nothing. Hey, babe, there's some things I want to go over with you. I think we should do this with our finances. I think we should, you know, like it, it was like all of those things. I was like, how come you don't take control of this? How come you're not engaged in this? How come you, you know, like, Hey, I got an idea. What if we start, you know, investing in this thing? Or I got an idea. What if, why don't you want to do this? And that must mean you're not taking care of me or you don't think about our future. All the fucking bullshit that goes along in that state of being that is weirdly like, you know, anticipating and living out the thing you're trying not to create, but simultaneously creating it nonstop. And when the energy got clear, completely different experience. And then it just moved on to the next thing and the next thing. And those things have been implemented. And, you know, the, the experience of money is now like a no thing for me, which is the way that I like it. No drama, no trauma, no thought, just clean energy behind it. But I guess what I'm saying is that 
you, the energy that you hold individually is the place where you actually can work and control the quality of your experience more than you ever will be able to do that in the dynamics of the interactions with the other person. And so if you want a woman wants to have control, but they try to control the things that they can't control thinking it will change inside. And if you can learn what you can control, you can completely change the quality of your experience. Yeah. It's like energy, like energy does not lie. And you, in this example is so perfect because even if Nick multiple times throughout the day for months and years or whatever has been thinking in his mind, like, Hey, these are the things I want to talk about with Randy. And I have all these ideas and, Oh gosh, you know, I'm going to say this, the energy that you were holding basically like repels that experience. And so because the experience, the energetics changed, you were able to like the re the repelling was able to soften and you were able to clean the energy up and then energetically Nick energy found an opening. Right. And he was then come and give you the experience that you truly desired. Like masculine energy, we're playing it out in like female male dynamics right now, but there's no greater pleasure to a man or masculine energy than to provide an experience that the feminine female desires. And to be able to clean the energy inside of yourself, like you got to experience the thing you desired, but your husband got to give, provide that for you. So it's like a win, win. You didn't have to go and pull that experience out and then like threaten in some ways the energy by here, I'll do it again myself that then just gives him more proof and experiences and, um, you know, evidence that he still, even though he has all these great ideas, he still can't get it right. Like it was a completely different experience just by you deciding actually I'm not this person who's playing out this game that is so dissatisfying to me <laughs> anyway I am no longer willing to do that and to even just declare that to yourself like we've unraveled a lot of energetics inside of ourselves we this stuff sometimes can take massive it, it requires massive action and massive moves it requires unraveling the story it does all these things and then there's other times where it's like the declaration of the decision is enough to well the energy completely shifts like these things are ongoing but the truth is the ability to create what it is you truly desire comes in a million different ways and shapes and forms and it's completely personalized to you but you learn the systems of how to intuitively guide yourself and listen to the voice with inside of you that is beyond trustworthy that is beyond exciting and is the actual experience and the place of like revelations that you truly desire to experience like you're never going to find it outside of yourself you're going to find it inside of yourself every single time and when you get to connect to that then the other people around you get the overflow of that they they somehow suddenly because we know the feminine controls the quality of the experience and the feminine energy the female in the house so mom that the whole family revolves around like when you connect to that inner being of who you truly are not only is your experience different but everybody gets the overflow of that and somehow energetically they start getting the permission to find that inside of themselves too and the whole quality of your life your exchanges your moments together suddenly take on this whole new energetic system that you cannot plan for and that you couldn't write out on paper that you actually want to experience because what you truly want to experience is something that you don't have to plan for or know what it is like it's the unknown that is the most exciting for 
all of us, and especially the women that know so deeply that they're wired to create origination and live in origination in their own life, like nothing else is more satisfying than experiencing something you've never experienced before. Yeah. Right. So good. It's so good. And I mean, it's so satisfying doing this work in our own lives, but then the overflow of these women messaging us and saying like, oh my gosh, I, I mean, like seriously, in a matter of right. minutes. Right. Hours. Yes. This is so wild. It's like so mind blowing. And so like, well, yeah, of course, at the same time, like exactly. it's how it works. Yeah. So fun. It's so fun. What a fun life. It really is. No. So good. Okay. All right. Well, this has been great. Next time I want to talk about um, like the end of fragility. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Such a good conversation to have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So We'll do that. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you so much for being here. We love having these conversations with you guys and can't wait till we're together again. All right. Yes. Till next time. <laughs>